Hi, um, so today is our um, podcast recording with uh, Chris Eisenstadt from the Book Trust. Um, he is the new director. Chris actually used to work for us until quite That's recently, right. so that this is this is quite nice. It's like a wee catch up. Um, it's homecoming. <laughs> you might have actually heard us chat uh, to Chris before about our on our last video games podcast as well. So possibly a familiar voice um, for all our listeners. Um, but today we're going to be discussing the uh, benefits of reading. Um, so, Chris, why would you say uh, reading is so essential for children? Yeah, so um, Book Trust is obviously an organization aimed primarily at helping children develop, first of all, a shared reading habit, which is where their parents read to them or their guardians or whoever, uh, and then later on developing, as they get older, an independent reading habit. And the reason that we care about this sort of thing is really the benefits of reading are difficult to overstate. Um, and I don't say that lightly. You know, children that are read to have better emotional regulation. They get, they have better mental health outcomes. They obviously have, you know, well-established, better academic outcomes. And then there's kind of intangible benefits as well, because mm-hmm. it opens up like lots of different worlds for them to explore, exposes them to new ideas. It helps them with their problem solving. Mm-hmm. It helps them make sense of what's going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. And also to kind of like process, you know, things that happen to them. Reading really is, um, you know, magical for for brain development and for, for children's development. And it's also helpful, you know, thinking about it from a parenting perspective. Mm-hmm a warm and, and loving relationship between the parent and the child as well. So, um, you know, I, mean, I think we can all probably remember talking to one of our parents about a book that we both read and kind of having that lovely shared experience of talking about, well, do you remember when, you know, in chapter seven, this happened and that kind of thing? You know, it, it's it's very obvious. And we all have books that we know and we remember from, from being young children that kind, yeah. of, kind of warm, fuzzy feelings of like, my mom used to read this to me when I was a baby and that kind of yeah. stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's really a great thing to do in general and and something that we're very supportive of uh, obviously at Book Trust. Mm -hmm. Yeah well you know just before um, I came on to chat to you I I spent a little bit of time doing some research myself and you know the research suggests that even 10 minutes of reading can have an impact so like I think like for for parents well I guess at the minute because we're in the, the pandemic and there still is quite a few children that are at home, you know, it can be really, really difficult for parents to kind of manage their time. And sometimes Perfect. it almost feels like even just that one storybook can be too much. But, you know, from what the research is suggesting, it, it, it's always worth it to take that time out. So um, that's useful for parents to know as well. Um, what age yeah. do you start reading with your child then? Yeah, so I mean, realistically, the answer to this question is, as early as you feel comfortable. Um, okay. Look, it's difficult and time is precious, as you say, especially during the pandemic and be yeah. quite emotionally, but it's literally almost never too early to start. Um, like for example, if you're pregnant, mm-hmm. uh, your baby inside you can hear sounds as early as 18 weeks. And oh, wow. Bump, yeah, and, and regularly talking to your bump will actually help them recognize your voice and be comforted to uh, listening to you. Okay. So I'm, a pretty new father myself. Uh, my son is just under nine months old, and you know you can definitely tell uh, that our voices, even from the early stages, especially the mother's voice, because obviously the child in the womb 
will experience a mother's voice differently than other sounds because uh -huh. yeah just because physically where it is yeah uh, you know the impact of of that is um really fantastic in terms of, of helping them kind of be comforted and i know that some people find it hard to just kind of ramble and talk i know my wife one of the things that she uh and she'll kill me for saying this but the truth is she says <laughs> i can talk nonsense to my son all day right like just about nothing right well, <laughs> whenever it's just her and and my son sometimes she feels it a bit she can kind of feel a little awkward about just like talking at him yeah and reading is a great way of exposing your child to language and to your voice and to yes. vocabulary if maybe you don't find it super easy to just kind of ramble and also there's obvious benefits specifically to reading specific stories. So it's never too early. What I will say is I think a lot of parents understandably find it hard at the very early stages when the child is, is very, very young. Mm -hmm. if the child's paying attention. They're not sure if the child's getting anything out of it. Sometimes children can get a little um, fussy or, or, or unsettled. Just keep trying is what I would say. You don't have to persevere and, and, you know, scream a book while the child is crying. <laughs> over over the volume but the reality is if it's not working one night that's okay come back to it yes the, the, you know this, this this habit that you build is gonna be really good for you it's gonna be really good for them you know together especially for babies and young children is, is, is a fantastic way to bond with your child it develops physical closeness it's a shared experience you spend quality time together it's also more than just kind of education it helps you build social skills it helps you build resilience which is obviously very important particularly during challenging times like this, mm -hmm. you know, so, so, so to answer your question, it really is never too early. Okay. If, if a parent is struggling, that's okay. Um, mm -hmm. Don't have to, you know, force it, just come back to it, you know, maybe wait a couple of days, try it again. Um, I have found, and, and I know that this is uh, true for a lot of parents, when you're trying to build a bedtime routine for your child and you're trying to kind of create associations with sleep, a lot of times that's a good time to, to, to start reading because it helps kind of relax the child. It helps to, to calm them down, put them in a kind of good state to, to fall asleep. And in fact, um, children that are read to sleep longer than children that are not read to at night. Um, oh, okay. 30 minutes. So, you know. Essential uh, information there for some parents. <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely <laughs> is. Um, so it's, and, and you know, there's such a huge range of, of, of appropriate books for children that, you know, you can always find something that that'll catch their interest eventually. Yeah, yeah, completely. Okay, um, that's really useful. Um, really useful information. And kind of on the back of what I was saying before, you know, I kind of said that research suggests that even ten minutes of reading can have an impact on your child in terms of um, like positive outcomes. But how much time would you recommend, or the book trust recommend, the parents should spend with their child reading per week or even per day, if you prefer to talk about it in that way? Yeah. Um, so I guess realistically, I could say that there's never too much, right? Like it's never, I mean, as much as you feel like you can mm -hmm. eat to your child and read with your child, the better, right? There's no, there's no negative outcomes associated with reading for, for <laughs> a particular time. Um, I think what I would say is do what you can, right? So if you, if you have a child, maybe you have a couple of children, they're different ages. It's very hard to find that time. Mm -hmm. You can do is 10, 15 minutes a day, and and that's really the max that you can handle at the minute. That's okay. As yeah. you said, 10 minutes is enough to make a difference. But if you find if you can find time to kind of sit together and read a, a book, especially as they get older and you kind of have a set time when you read, 
Because the other thing that's important about reading is to set an example yourself. Particularly mm -hmm. children move to like towards an independent reading habit as they're starting to kind of read for themselves for pleasure. Yeah. See you reading, whether that's a book or a newspaper or whatever it is that you're personally interested in, mm -hmm. uh, it encourages them to kind of copy that behavior. Yeah. So, so I wouldn't necessarily put a, a specific time frame on it other than, you know, it's, it's the same. I know with, with you guys at Parenting and I, what you tell parents is to, is to do the best that you can. And yes, not, of course. Yeah. Beat yeah. yourself up if you don't achieve like the A grade standard that you find from some website on Google. Yeah. Important yeah. is, you know, every child is different. Every family is different. Yeah. If you're finding time to read to your child on a fairly regular basis, you're probably doing a good job. Okay. Yeah. Well, I imagine that would, that's very reassuring for parents yeah. to hear because, um, you know, like there, I feel like there's so many demands on parents, um, on the individuals without children as well, but parents, you know, like you're kind of trying to juggle your social life, M maybe not so much at the minute. <laughs> that's kind of been taken off. Such as it is. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, a social life, like exercise, to work properly and you know to maintain family commitments and then yeah. also raise children yeah. and trying to like fit in all of the kind of like recommended uh, things to, to help them grow and to be their best it can just be so overwhelming but as you say you know you can only do your best on yeah. anything anything even small small bites of um like an activity such as reading are all going towards um, helping you reach your goal of, you know, being the best parent that you can be for your kids. And Absolutely. Whatever you and one of the things, Sorry, one of the things I would definitely say is, um, yes, reading has some excellent benefits and mm -hmm. you definitely should do it from an academic and from an emotional and from a mental health perspective, definitely. But I think what's really important to kind of establish about reading is at Book Trust, we want children to be reading for pleasure, right? Yeah. Reading should never be something that you feel like you just have to do. It's another thing that's being looked <laughs> back. Reading is fun. Reading is relaxing. Really, reading is is like exciting and and in the same way that you wouldn't necessarily you know like reading ha is is this great thing that you should do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It has all these great benefits. It's it's something that you that 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 you what what you want is to create a environment that you yourself and your child don't see reading as yet another chore, like brushing your teeth and yeah. you know, tidying your room and, oh, now I have to do the reading. It's, <laughs> and, and, if you're, and if you're struggling with that, if you're finding reading to not be something that's easy to fit into your time scale and, yeah. and, and you're not enjoying it when you're reading the books and you're, it's causing you stress, you know, then maybe you need to read something else. Maybe you need to kind mm -hmm. of find something that's more engaging for you or that's more engaging for your children and, yeah. You know, just keep playing around with it. Like reading is so flexible in that regard. And so I, I guess what I would say is, is, you know, yes, reading has these great benefits and you're, you're doing your child a real favor by reading to them and, and by encouraging them to develop an independent reading habit. There's mm -hmm. no ways around that, but you shouldn't look at it as a like ask or a chore. Right. You're not, it's not medicine that you have to take. It's, yeah. it, it's something <laughs> that you should be like, you know, my child should be excited about reading. Yeah awesome that I get to do with them in the same way that say, you know, someone might look forward to playing uh, football with their kid yeah. in the garden, right? Like you wouldn't say, oh, okay, great. I've got to go out and play football now <laughs> with my daughter. Yeah, You'd be like, let's go out and kick the ball around. You know, that's how you should view reading is like, let's read together. Let's, you want to, have, you know, and, and you want to kind of be in that situation if you can, where your child is like, I want to read more. Like, I don't want to go to 
and I want to hear the next chapter and stuff. And you yeah. go, okay, well, let's, you know, let's, let's pick this up again tomorrow night or whatever. It's it. And if that's not what's happening, that's, you know, it just means that you probably need to kind of have another think about what it is that you're reading with your child. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. The right books, right. Because almost every type of reading has benefits associated with it. And, and if a child is engaged and interested in what you're reading, it doesn't matter how banal or disinteresting you personally find it. Right. Because yeah. This taste is different. If your child is enjoying it, encourage that, right? Yes. You know, um, take them when they're open to a library and let them choose whatever they want. And no matter how bizarre you might think their choice is, <laughs> seven-year-old child wants to read a book about bugs and you're like, why would you want to read about cockroaches? <laughs> no problem. Let's get the book about cockroaches. No problem at all. You know, the reality is, um, you know, reading is this kind of infinite gateway into all kinds of different knowledge. Yes. And that's what we should be encouraging is that kind of desire to explore and to learn more and to kind of engage with parts of the world that we might not otherwise be able to engage with. Yeah. It's not about, you know, your kid will get enough like mandatory, like educational related reading at school, right? Yes. Yeah. Reading for pleasure, reading outside of an academic, per, um, academic setting should be about enjoying reading for reading's sake, not something that you're doing in order to improve your educational outcomes or your emotional health outcomes. Yeah. All that stuff all happens too. And that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. But that is beside, besides the point really, you know, you're, you're yeah. I mean, that's realistically, that that's realistically why policymakers should care about reading, right? That's yeah. why that's why the department of education, for example, funds us to do the work that we do. Mm -hmm. People who are in charge of, you know, educational development and child related policy should care about reading. They should care because it's got all these great societal outcomes. Yeah. But that's an ex that's a, that's just icing on the cake, right? Because what they yeah. should be focusing on is that this is something that their child enjoys and that it's good for them, and and you, you know just encourage them to to do that and yeah. and you know don't beat yourself up because you know your your best friend's son has read seven books over the last month and your your daughter's only read two or whatever. Like reading is reading, right? And Absolutely, yeah, it's different. And if your child is reading for fun, that's Kind of mission accomplished right like that's yeah you're you're doing pretty good by this stage anyway absolutely and 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 you know obviously parents are so hard on themselves and they're so focused on yeah. you know am i am i giving my child the best start am i doing the best i can for them and, and the reality is you know you guys at parenting and i know that most parents are doing the best they can and yeah, yeah. you know if you need help that's what organizations like parenting and i and, and book trust are here for is to help you know with with, with that sort of information yeah completely were your children's interests actually like where they find their interests from absolutely you know absolutely. like that is a journey in itself and they they kind of discover things about themselves and you discover things about themselves that you, exactly. you know were there because they they're given the opportunity to explore outside of their normal form or um terms of reference which is fantastic yeah um, and you know like there really is no cheaper way no. to explore outside books of the library are literally free so. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yes. which is is amazing, and like you know, libraries and I are another wonderful wonderful organization, and Absolutely, they do yeah. and stuff as well. Um, so take advantage if you can, and like you know, let your kids find out what interests them themselves, and you know, champion it. You never yeah. know. Um, I mean, that's the that's the truth. Is that you know, you you put it perfectly there, Catherine. Is that the, the one of the amazing things about reading is that you learn. Your child helps to learn, it helps your child to learn who they are. Yeah. It helps you to discover elements of their personality or their their experiences 
that you might not otherwise have gotten an opportunity to know. And then one of the other nice things is, you know, for, for both people who come from some sort of minority group and those who don't, it, it gives you an opportunity to experience the thoughts and the experiences and the lives of people who are very different from you. Yeah. So for example, if you are a member of an ethnic minority, you mm -hmm. might not feel overly represented in mainstream media because let's be honest here, most people in mainstream media look like you and me, right? Yes. Maybe, maybe a little bit younger, a little bit older, but broadly speaking, um, kind of white, uh, cisgender. You know. mm -hmm. Yeah. But if you're an ethnic minority person in an ethnic minority, you know, if you read books, you all quite often be able to find somebody who's written a book from a perspective that's familiar to you, you know, yeah. maybe from a, um, an ethnic minority background or a religious minority background or, or some other kind of minority background. And you'll be able to find yourself in those books. Mm -hmm. One obvious benefit, and that, you know, something that we are very supportive of Book Trust and I, but on the other hand, if you're from a minority like, like myself, sorry, majority, sorry, like myself, then, you know, it gives, you, gives me an opportunity to kind of experience and empathize with people who aren't like me, who, who, yeah. who have had opportunities and, and, and experiences and challenges. Mm -hmm. And it helps me to kind of, and helps your child to open up to the, 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 the extremely wide variety of life that exists. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's a, that's a really good social outcome. You know, because it, it helps to kind of break down barriers between people who are maybe society kind of insinuates they're quite different. But what you find is that a lot of human experience is very similar. Mm -hmm. So it's it's it really is a magical thing, the capacity to to, to explore the world through through books. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what tips would you have then um, for parents who kind of struggle to get their children into reading? Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on partially age. So that's why it's important to kind of like start early if you, if you feel that you can. Yeah, yeah. Because the earlier that you kind of plant this seed of reading, the easier it is to kind of care for it. Mm -hmm. It's very important, as I said before, to set an example and be a role model for your child. If your child sees you reading, particularly when they're younger, mm -hmm. they're likely to want to, to read as well. It doesn't have to be a big massive novel. Nobody's expecting you to necessarily sit there and read Dostoevsky, you know, short <laughs> story. It can be, it can be a newspaper. It can be anything that grabs your interest, but just the physical act of seeing you reading mm -hmm. is helpful for that. Mm -hmm. Before, you know, let them choose. Um, you know, we're all more likely to do something that we've chosen for ourselves than we are um, when we're forced to do something. Uh, as I said before, school will, will, will give them the opportunity to read <laughs> the classics. If they're not interested in reading the classics, before their time comes, don't try to force them. Um, anything they're interested in, you know, encourage that. And then in terms of the physical act of reading, particularly when they're younger, you know, make it cozy. Once you've decided on a book, snuggle up together, get as comfy as you can. If your child's old enough, you can sit together and they can hold the book and turn the pages for themselves. Yeah. Even babies, you know, will find being close to you, hearing your voice is relaxing. Mm -hmm. Also older children will love just having kind of a special one-to-one -one time where they can cuddle and unwind. I mean, that's, Certainly, you know, when you've got like a young primary school age child or whatever, mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to get one-to-one -one time with them because you're working and they're at school. And when they get home, it's this big rush of get them dinner and get them, get their homework done. All. Taking that one-to-one -one time to just read a little bit together. Mm -hmm. Good. Mm -hmm. It's important to say that there's no such thing as like a wrong book, right? You know, the most important thing is that you find a book that gets your child turning pages, whatever the subject matter. <laughs> 
Um, and as, as, as both you and I have said at this point, um, you know, 10 minutes a day is all you really need to make a difference. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I guess it goes back to what I was saying to you before in terms of reading is fun. Reading is, is, is a leisure act or should be a leisure activity. Yeah. Something that you, you, your child chooses to do and enjoys. And if that's not already the case, the way to encourage that is to give them the power to kind of choose their own uh, way of getting into it, right? Yeah. It's like, if you think about it like sports, right? Like I, I was rubbish at rugby and cricket at school. Like I did not enjoy rugby and cricket <laughs> at all. And if, it, and, and, if, and if I had only ever done rugby and cricket, then I probably would never do any sport at all. Because yeah. I just, right? And if that's what the only sports available to me, then sport would just not be part of my life. And story. Yes. But because I got to play things like basketball and I got to do some martial arts and stuff like that as well and swimming, which are sports that I enjoyed more, I realized, okay, sport, I can enjoy sports. Sport can be a part of my life. And it doesn't have to be this part that I find dull or boring or disinteresting. Mm -hmm. you, you really can think of books the same way. You know, if you try to read the books that you think are like right for your child, whether, whether those are kind of classic literature books or staples of, of children's literature or whatever it is, and you find that your child's not engaging, mm -hmm. it's not because they don't like, not necessarily probably because they don't like reading or because reading's not for them. It's just because those particular books don't reach, uh, don't, don't kind of like catch their interest. So yeah. just explore and, and, and encourage them. And, you know, in the same way that if you want to get your child, like I said, into sport, you would let them try lots of different types of sports. Let them, let them try lots of different types of books, no matter how unusual or strange, you know, if you're, if your child really wants the, you know, political atlas of, <laughs> or geographic atlas or whatever, and that's what they really want to read. Well, I mean, sure. You know, and if they want to read, if, if you have a, a young boy and he really wants to read like Tracy Beaker, then let him read Tracy Beaker. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, the reality is when a child's chosen something and they're, that means they are interested in it. If yes. you get, encourage that interest, that will help them to kind of see reading as, as a fun thing, mm -hmm. not like a school related thing, right? Like if they see, if they see reading as, basically more homework it's gonna be hard to encourage them to do it yeah absolutely. something that they can do like you know you can only read when you've done your homework okay well then i better do my homework so i can get started reading yeah. that, that's the kind of i guess viewpoint we want to find on, on, on reading yes of course just let your children kind of do what what works for them and pick what what works for them um and you'll probably go quite far with them i guess in that regard absolutely Absolutely. I mean, and, that, and I think it's important to recognize that, that when you, when you, when you come from a family where reading was, was expected and standardized, yeah. but you know, the reality is some people's families and some families through no real fault or, or, or critique of their own. Yeah. Reading just wasn't a part of the day to day, right. Mm -hmm. there, there just wasn't something that, that maybe their parents did or their grandparents did or, and I think for those, it's particularly important for those families to recognize that reading can be accessible. Oh yeah, yeah. Be something that you can do as a family, even if maybe you, for example, have some doubts about your own literacy. Mm -hmm. uh, you maybe have you 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 didn't read a lot growing up, and you're not really sure how to get your children into it, and you want yeah. them to read more, but you don't really know how to do it. The best way is to just pick, let your child pick a book and 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 read with them. And yeah. Best. Yeah. And really the benefit is going to be that they see you as a parent encouraging them to read. Yeah. They're not going to care about your reading ability. They're not going to care about whether or not you read this book as a kid or not. Like that's all nice obviously to have, but you know, I think, I think for a lot of people for whom reading is not 
a, I think for a lot of people where reading just isn't maybe like the done thing. Yeah, yeah. Leisure activities. Um, there's a lot of parents who maybe don't know how to, they don't have a reading habit themselves. They don't know how to instill it in their children. Yeah. It's just, you know, easy, simple steps, reading a little bit to them at night, um, reading together, letting them pick their books um, and just going with it and, and, and not, and not putting too much pressure on yourself to be, you know, reading this book or that book or this yeah, yeah. book. I mean, sometimes I, I worry a little bit about, um, and I understand where these pro- these programs come from, but you know, where it's like, oh, my child's read this many books and this many words and, and he's reading at this level. And, and that's yeah. all really fantastic. And that's really, you know, I'm not criticizing those, those projects at all. But what I wonder sometimes is, is, you know, the parents whose children maybe aren't, you know, in the, in the, in the top level of, of, of their class in terms of reading. Yeah. What I want for those families to hear is that doesn't mean that the amount of reading that you're doing as a family is somehow inferior yeah of course yeah yeah and, yeah and to just do again what i said before what you can and mm-hmm. you know as a parent you want what's best for your child and you know just keep encouraging them and eventually and, and not every child's going to be like you know reading at a at a at a you know a, a fifth fifth form level at at p in p4 yeah of course not that's not important what's yeah. important is that they enjoy reading and that reading is a is a fun and exciting experience for them. And, you know, you don't need to be the best reader in the class to get something out of reading. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's not a competition. It's not about saying, you know, I'm the best, I'm the, I'm the quickest reader. I'm the best reader. I have the biggest vocabulary. None of that's important. What's important is that you as a child have, have a, a love for reading. You have an interest in reading and that love and interest is, is supported by your parents. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's wonderful. Like it's wonderful if you, if you do happen to have one of these, you know, these kids. Super, yeah. We are complete superstars when it comes to reading, and that, that's just something that they take to, like, you know, a duck to water. That's brilliant. But yeah. that's, you're so right, you know, that that isn't going to be the norm for everyone. And it isn't going to be the norm for every parent to be, to read all the time either. You know, yeah. sometimes it's maybe just not even practical and that you just- Well, that's it, exactly. I think I've never met somebody who says, oh, I read enough. I've never met somebody who says, oh, I read enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, they say, oh, I wish I had more time. I wish I made more time for reading. I wish I, you know, I used to read more. And I, I mean, that's incredibly common. You never hear somebody says, ah, no, I get enough reading in. I'm yeah. done. Like, no, yeah. that's not how this works, right? So it's, it, it's, it's not a competition. It's not, it's not like, you know, the Olympics here, like if you're reading one book um, uh, and, and that book is the book that really gets you and really, you really get something out of that book. Yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant. And that should be celebrated. You know, you're not, you're waste. you don't need to waste time compare because parents do that to themselves, don't they? They, 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 they really heavily and almost always negatively compare themselves to other parents. So, mm-hmm. so you know, this boy is already doing this and my, my child's only doing that or mm-hmm. Uh, they're all so perfect and I'm really struggling. And the reality is that's just not the case for anything. Yeah, and, of course. And, you know, just focus on what's right for your family. Don't worry about what's going on in other people's families, right? That's, that's, not, that's not the key here is to, is to kind of be so hard on yourself. Just, just what you can and, and encourage them to read and encourage their interests. And, and you know, you'll, you'll, you'll see a dividend from it. You will, no matter how much they read, it's better than if they don't read. Yeah, I completely, completely agree. Um, 
Do you have advice um, to help parents improve their children's reading ability then kind of on the back of that? So, I mean, I think part of that's definitely educational. Um, and if they're struggling with reading, I think probably the best first stop is, is that their school and their, their teachers and, and obviously the teacher can kind of give you some advice there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I keep coming back to it. Reality is the best way to read is the best way to get better at reading is to read. And I think what you do there is you find a book that they're interested in and children yeah. will make the effort to read a book that they're interested in. Yeah, if they if they like the subject, then they'll they'll kind of find their way there themselves without of course. having to do a lot of the um, running and chasing behind them. Of course, and and in those circumstances, it, it would probably be worthwhile and good to to share that reading habit. You know, yeah. whether that means you read the same book at the same time or you read to them. Mm -hmm. You know, if you again just make reading something that they it's like again. I, I, Go back to the, the metaphor or the, the comparison with sport. You know, nobody's brilliant at sport the second they try it. Yeah. If you have some people just need a little more practice. And you, if you enjoy the activity, practice will be easier for you, right? Even if the progress is slow, yeah. because, because maybe you just find that part difficult, you know, you'll be you'll be more motivated to keep trying and to keep to keep overcoming those difficulties if mm -hmm. you're enjoying what you're doing. You know, a lot of the time when a child is maybe not doing so great at reading at school, you know, it might well be that they're reading books they're just not interested yeah. in. <laughs> and it's hard to motivate themselves to, to be interested in that particular genre of book, which is probably being included in the curriculum for academic reasons rather than it's not like they go to these, you know, they don't let kids choose what book is going to be the what is going to be on their GCSE test or whatever for obvious yeah, reasons. So the reality is, if your child is struggling at school with reading, you know, there's a wide variety of ways that, that that can be remedied. And as I say, the first step is to is to talk to their 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 teachers. Mm -hmm. In terms of of what parents can do, it's to encourage them to read something that they are interested in, and and to to not get too hung up on again where they are academically compared yeah. to their children, because mm -hmm. the reality is every child develops differently. Mm -hmm. As long as you're supportive, and as long as you you don't let them associate being, you know, struggling with reading at school with all reading being something that's hard and unenjoyable. Yeah, of, yeah, completely. Not have that link, right? Of like, everybody struggles with, I mean, everybody can name a book they had to read at school that they didn't, <laughs> right? I don't know if I'm allowed I, to I say, <laughs> I'm not, I don't know if I'm allowed to say which book at school I really didn't enjoy. It was, a, it was a collection of poetry more than a book. But the reality is everybody remembers the first time they read Shakespeare and they went, what is going on? I don't understand any of this. Yeah. Very few people immediately take to every academic book that they're, they're offered at school, right? That's just the reality. Yeah. Um, and how you get around that is you encourage them to read for fun. And yes, there, there is a world outside in books. There is a world outside of what you're Absolutely. given in your English literature classes. And um, not to be fair, like, there are plenty of really, really enjoyable texts, but yeah, you, know, yeah. they, you know, they don't necessarily just suit everybody's taste. And no, oh, and that's the reality is that, you know, same as movies, right? Like, you yeah, know, yeah. biggest blockbusters on earth, you can easily find on the street, you know, low dozens of people who hate that movie, even though yeah. it's the most popular movie of all time, in theory, you could easily, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be hard to find people who think it's rubbish. Yes. And it's, it can be, it, I mean, it's similar with books that, even the supposedly great literature texts, the books that everybody say are, you know, like 
fundamental to the, 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 found, the understanding of the foundation of our society or whatever. Yeah. A lot of people just think they're boring or, or yeah. that doesn't mean yeah. that books or reading is boring or enjoyable. It just means that that particular book. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I think, again, if you can make that distinction for your children, if your children can understand that that is yeah. a distinction, then you're doing yeah. well. Definitely. That's exactly it. You know, if they're saying to you, look, I don't like reading and I, I find it hard and it's boring and it, I, and I'm struggling and I, I don't want to do it anymore. You know, don't say to them, oh yeah, reading's hard. Say to them, okay, well, look, you don't like that book. You don't enjoy that book. Um, unfortunately, you have to do it because of school. Like, you know, yeah. so do what you can. But let's let's go to the library this weekend or let's let's go to the bookstore or, or let's have a look on, on, on a website or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we'll find a book about someone you like. What is it that you like? Which, what would you like to learn more about? What would you like to hear more about? What kind of story do you want to hear? And, you know, every child will have some sort of interest that they can indulge, right? I mean, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't matter what it is your child is interested in. There's almost certainly a book that's age appropriate for them about that topic, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, I remember growing up reading the Horrible Histories books, which were- Oh my God, I love them. Right, exactly. Oh, and, and that kind of made, <laughs> you know, they made a really kind of stuffy academic subject of, of, of you know, ancient Roman history or, or whatever accessible to children, right? Yes. And, and it's true of almost every topic that whether it's science or whether it's history or whether it's whatever, the reality is you can find a book that makes that accessible to your child, right? Yeah. And, and if you're struggling, you know, we, we on the website, we have um, recommendations for based on age groups um, of books that, that are good. Um, you can always ask your librarian. I mean, they are a hugely yeah. under, underutilized resource. Mm -hmm. uh, you can ask teachers for, for advice. You can ask other parents, you know, there's always something that, um, that you, there's always some sort of resource that you can access to, to explore that. But the best thing is to do is, is to just listen to your children and, and let them tell you what it is. I mean, the, the internet's a fantastic thing, right? Because your child can say, I'm interested in this. And you just Google that thing, book kids, <laughs> find yeah, something out there. Now, obviously, look, you need, you need to be discerning and, and and it's important to kind of note that like not every single book is suitable for every single age group right yes. there are some books that have you know mature content or whatever and, and it's important as a parent as always with, as it would be with tv or movies uh -huh. or video games or whatever other kind of media they're they're indulging in um to just be cursory aware of what's in the book but if it's a child's book or if it's a book that's aimed at children it, it's likely to be appropriate for them yes yeah. um and and, I, and again i don't imagine your children are are you know clamoring to read Norwegian Wood by Tommy <laughs> or whatever. I mean, if they are, I guess that's, you know, that's, that's, that's an issue for your family to kind of explore. But, but the reality is most of the books that children want to read are appropriate for are, their Are children's books. For well, they're, they're appropriate for their age group. You know, that's the reality. So, and then obviously every family will determine what is appropriate for their family and what isn't, you know, some families mm -hmm. are, yeah. have different views and morals and, and, and standpoints on certain issues. And that's, that's perfectly fine. But, uh, but there's, there'll be something that suits every child is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Chris, thanks so much. I think you've like you've given us a huge, or listeners a huge amount to, to think about. Um, and all in a really lovely and positive manner. That was that was really nice. <laughs> it's it's always really nice to speak to someone who is with another organisation who um kind of ha is is standing on a lot of the same like the points that we have and that like you you can you're doing your best yes you know parents are doing their best and yeah. you, you know like the parents listening to this 
I'm sure if you are, you know, so interested in the topic of your children reading that you're probably already, even by by listening, you're already doing a pretty impressive job because because you care about, you know, what what happens in terms of your children's reading. Um, So just take small steps and, um, you know, you'll you'll find, I think, with many kids, even if they're maybe not properly living for their English literature classes or whatever it is that is maybe kind of put them off. If you start, if you give them a bit more choice and stuff, then we'll, they'll kind of get there and they'll start to enjoy it more. And maybe you will as well. Maybe you're, you, as a parent, haven't always been a big reader, but as you kind of explore um, this with your child, you, you'll also get to a point and be like, actually, you know, I could do more of this myself. Um, so yeah, great to speak to you, Chris. Um, Thank you very much for having me on. We, we might have you on for another um, episode, you never know, but um, for the moment, uh, we'll say goodbye. Okay, well, thank you very much.